the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we through much tribulation, and that we through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Would you bow with me in a word of prayer? Pray for me. Pray for me and pray with me tonight. Our Father, thank you for the word of God. Help me, Lord. Lord, I stand before you as weak as I ever have been, as needed, Lord, Help as me, a preacher Lord. can be. I pray you would take your word and do the work. I pray you would show us what you want us to see. Yeah, Tell Lord. us what you Help. want us to hear. Teach us what you want us to learn. We'll thank you for it. Lord, we'll give you glory and we'll praise you the best we know how. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. I've been preaching on the life of Paul, or studying it rather. I guess I have invited y'all to join me in my study in the life of Paul. And here is the characteristic that has stood out to me as I've been walking slowly through the pages of the book of Acts is that Paul was a survivor. Right. They preached on, on uh, last time on how he survived the storm right. and then how he survived the shipwreck yep. and then he survived the snake bite. Yep. And I want you to see in this text here that he is a survivor. He survives a stoning. Now I got to thinking about those different kinds of problems. There, those storms seem to be what I want to refer to as sovereign problems. Right. Those are things that come our way that it seems like God, if He did not, if He did not uh, cause them, He certainly can control them. Right. Are you with me? Did yes. you say, man, if I were to tell you that it is God Almighty that controls the weather? Help yeah, us yeah, yeah. If you've ever been in a storm, you know that there's one person that if he wanted to, he could step out on the bow of your ship and speak peace to the winds and the waves of life and they would obey his voice. He controls the storm right. and he can calm the storm. Somebody say hey, Some of the problems that we encounter in life are what I call sovereign problems. God seems to be the only one that could deal with that type of situation. Right. And then we looked at those, the shipwrecks of life. And if I would call it that, I'll call that the self problems. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Those are mistakes that we made that caused us to hurt ourselves and everybody around them. Paul said you should have listened to me. You should not have left where we was at. We should have stayed put. That was God's will. Right. But we went on ahead and followed someone else's advice right. and made some dumb mistakes. Every somebody, hey, those are not the sovereign problems that we deal with, but shipwrecks seem to be self-problems that we deal with. Things we brought upon ourselves. Right. Things that we did to ourselves. And those sometimes are the hardest ones to deal with. I can almost I can almost understand if it was the devil trying to kill me. We'll get to that in just a minute. But listen, it's those things that we bring upon ourselves that cause us a lot of problems. Right. I call them shipwrecks, self-problems. Yeah. And Paul was a survivor of the storm. And Paul was a survivor of the shipwreck. And then, and then if that wasn't bad enough, yeah. he had to endure a snake bite. 
Right. And and those are what I you know, you know, those are satanic problems. Yeah. You say, preacher, do you really believe in a devil? If there's a devil, if there's a God, there's a devil. Hell is a devil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, how else can you explain some of the things that goes on in this world? Hell the thief cometh not but for to kill and to steal and destroy. He's very real. He's very real. Yes, and he's sir. active. He does not sleep. Hell is somebody. Hell and he's always causing problems. And those are the snake bites of life, what I call the satanic problem. That's something the devil brings on you. That's something, listen, that's what, here's what the Bible said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's out to get somebody. He's out to, he's out to devour somebody. It's very real. That's a tactic of the enemy in our day is to pretend like he doesn't exist, but honey, I'm here to testify that there is a devil out yep. there yep. and he wants to divide and he wants to destroy and he brings those problems upon us. Right. Paul was a survivor of the snake bite. Man. Now I want you to look at this particular problem in Acts chapter number 14 and notice with me here that there's a stoning taking place. And although this particular problem uh accounts for less for less space in the scriptures than the storm or the shipwreck or the snake bite. It takes up less room and there's there's less there's less wording about the stoning. But it seems to me like this is probably the worst one of them all. Right. That's the hardest one to survive. Now, now listen to me. You might survive a storm. People do it all the time. Right. You liable to survive a shipwreck. Right. I'm talking about them dumb things that you did that you shouldn't have done right. and it caused you problems. And not just you, but everybody on board with you. Right. Tell me somebody. Yes. Somebody said, I ain't hurt nobody myself. That's a fat lie. Yep. You hurt with those mistakes and moves we make. Honey, we're hurting everybody on board with us. Everybody that loves us, we're hurting them. You're liable to survive a shipwreck. You might survive a storm. People do. And and the snake bites. It's probably less likely, but it is a common thing that someone could possibly survive a snake bite. Are you with me? Are you with me? You're liable to survive a snake bite. But but a stoning. Yeah. You ain't supposed to walk away from that. Right. right. Those are designed to end you forever. Right. You're not supposed to come back from a stoning. But oh, our hero in the text has not only survived the storm, he survived the shipwreck, yes, he survived hey. the snake bite, but thank God he survived the stoning hey. in Acts chapter number 14. Hallelujah. I want to preach a little while on how to survive the storm. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says that there came thither certain Jews from Antioch, verse number 19 in Iconium, who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Oh no, you're not supposed to survive stoning. No, sir. Those that were stoning him thought he was dead. I know there's some wiggle room with this passage 
that Paul really wasn't dead. Half of the commentators say that he wasn't. And right. some of them say that he was. I personally believe that he was dead. Yeah. In fact, I believe that this was that time in his life when he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I knew a man above 14 years right. in the body, out of the body, cannot tell the Lord nor such a one caught up into the third heaven. If that's not when it happened, that, that is a good opportunity right. for it to happen. Amen. Amen. And he got up there and Jesus gave him the opportunity to come back and he came back. Help me somebody. Yep. He said, I'm in a straight betwixt two. That means he asked to make a decision on whether to stay in heaven or go back down to earth. He said, for me to live is Christ and nice to God. die is gain. And he ought to know he had been there yes. in that city. Hallelujah. Amen. He survived the stoning. Right. Now I'll say something to you just, just, just briefly before I give you my little three thoughts. I want to say something to you about these stonings. You're either, you're either the one getting hit or you're the one throwing them. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. Right. But woe unto him through whom they come. Right. It'd be better for a millstone to be hanged around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Right. So right. There are two types of people in the world. There are those that are the offenders, and then there are those who are the offended. Come on. Have you ever been offended? I can tell you again, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts to me. I'm not talking about to hurt your feelings. I'm that, that offended, that off end. That means to quit. That means to fall out, right. to get out, to stop, to right. cease in the way in the way. Honey, you know what? There are things out there that'll cause that. There are stumbling blocks out there that'll cause that. Have you ever been offended? Right. If you have ever been offended in your life, just jump back and thank God yep. that you were the recipient of that offense rather than the giver Amen. of that offense. Because in God's economy, you'd be better off being laying there dead at the bottom of a pile of stones yes, than you would have been wanting to throw that rock. Jesus said in John chapter number 8, let he that is without sin take the first stone and throw a stone at somebody else for something that they've done. Honey, that is a judgment. And Jesus said, whatsoever measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. I'd hate to be the one throwing the rock. You're throwing the rock. You're telling them that I'm innocent of the thing that you're guilty of. And honey, you're adding, you're adding yourself judgment. Amen. Amen. I'd rather be on the receiving end of a stoning than on the giving end of it. Wow. Who is all who who is involved in stoning Paul? Well, let me say, first of all, it's the wicked. Those unbelieving. But I don't have time to go back, go back to chapter 13. And uh, the Jews in Antioch who did not believe the gospel. Right. And they came. Now they had a great trip in in uh in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. Lystra, they're in Lystra now. And, and they had a great they had a great gospel encounter. There's a great revival that took place in all three of these towns. Right. People got saved. Yep. God did wondrous things in all three of these towns. Right. And then here come the wicked, unbelieving Jews. Oh my. It says when, verse 45, chapter 13, says when the Jews saw the multitudes. Oh, look at verse 44. 
The next, the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Right. But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy. Heaven, somebody. Yes, sir. But tell you something the wicked can't stand. They can't stand it when God blesses you. Right. They can't stand it when something good happens in your life. They can't stand it when, when God is doing something. They don't care. Honey, you're out there dying and going to hell, drowning in a sea of sin. They don't care. But it's the very moment God starts doing something. The very instant that God starts blessing you, that is when the wicked hang up stone. Amen. Oh, my. It wasn't just the wicked, neither. It was the weak that were involved in this stoning. Look here what the Bible says. We ain't got time to read the whole thing, but when they got there to Lystra, there was a there was a crippled man, and Paul and Barnabas healed the crippled man, and they were so impressed that they decided to name them gods and worship them. Yeah. They're, they're literally about to offer a sacrifice unto Paul and Barnabas, and Paul and Barnabas had to stop them. They're worshiping them in this chapter. Right. Tell me somebody. That's, that's very important. Watch this. Watch this. Verse number, now verse number 19. Excuse me. Yeah, verse number 19. Then, then came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people. Now, those people are the weak that I'm talking about. They were worshiping him one minute. Right. And the, the very next minute they stoned him. Yep. One minute they're offering sacrifices unto him. And the next minute they're throwing rocks at him. Right. Oh, I want, to, I want to warn you. In this church day. In this day and age that we live in. That one minute they, they'll be on your side. And the next minute they'll be throwing rocks at you. Yep. One, that, I'm talking about the weak. The wicked stirred them up. There was a, they convinced them. They persuaded the people. And the Bible said, having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing right. he had been dead. Yes, sir. Oh, my. Well, look at what he did. Look at verse number 20. How be it? As the disciples stood round about him, he Got rose up. up. Got up. And came into the city. What city? Lystra. Yep. The very one that they just kicked him out of. Right. He rose up, came into the city. The next day departed from Barnabas to Derby. And when he had preached the gospel of that city, taught me, returned again to where? Oh, help me. Hallelujah. It's ain't helping you, but it's helping me. Yeah, preacher. Returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. The three cities where they just came from. Right. They went right back. They just got kicked out. They got kicked out of the church. They got kicked out of the city. And, and before long, you're going to read it later, Paul said they kicked him out of the country. The whole country right. had turned against him. But did that stop him? Honey, how no, sir. He went right back in there. Here's, here's how to survive a stoning. Just get up. Yeah. Get up. Don't hey. get up. Here's what Paul didn't do. He didn't get bitter. He didn't get bitter. Hell he didn't, hey. He didn't blame those people. He didn't pick up rocks. You know what most people do when they get on the receiving end of a rock right. throwing? They want to reach back into that Old Testament economy of eye for an eye. Come on. That's true. You throw a rock at me, honey. Don't be surprised that's if I don't bless fire and throw a rock back at you. Yeah. That's how it is with most folks. But that's not what Paul did, honey. Praise hey. God. That's not what he did. He didn't get up out of that rock pile looking for revenge. He didn't get up out of that rock pile just yes, to get sir. back. He didn't try to get even with them. That's God's business. He got up. 
He got up and went back to work. He got up and went back to the same thing that God had called him to do. He did not get bitter. Hey, man. You know what's killing our churches? Yes, sir. It's not that thing that is outside our churches. It's the bitterness Inside. within our churches. Right. Those Amen. things from the outside cannot hurt us near as bad as those things on the inside. Hey. And when somebody throws a rock at you, honey, you can't hardly get over that. Yes, sir. Most people get on the receiving end of a stone they get bitter. Right. Paul never got bitter. Thank God for that. Mm. And he never quit. Here's three reasons to get back up. When you get knocked down. By the way, as a child of God, you know what's, do you know what's going to happen if somebody throws a rock at you? You're going to get hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah preacher. Plain and simple. That's what's going to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with ducking, but I'm going to tell you something. When, that, when, a, when a bunch of them get some rocks and start throwing them at you, there ain't nothing you can do. Here's three reasons y'all to get back up when you get knocked down. And it's all in verse number 24. First of all, maybe not all of it. Look at verse number 19, or verse number 22. How as the disciples, as the disciples stood around, stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. Why should you get back up and get back at it? Number one, because it's a testimony to those that hurt you. Right. Has anybody ever thought, I mean, I, I ain't saying they have physically thrown a rock at you. Right. I mean, metaphorically, that's what words are. Right. That's what, that's what, that's what accusations are. And saying things about you. If they throw rock, that's what they're doing. They're throwing rocks at you. Yes. And when you get back, that, what they expect is for you to lay down and die. What they expect is for you to go away. Come on. You, nobody survives stonings. Nobody walks away from them. And they stoned him and left him for dead. But Paul got back up and went right back into that city. Right. You know what it was? It was a testimony to those that hurt him. Right. You get up and go back in and go back at it. And you keep on living your life. That is a testimony to everyone that has ever said anything yes, about sir. you. That their words are not going to stop you. That they can't help me somebody. Yep. Help me something. They're not going to be able to keep you down. They're not going to be able to keep you out. They, they don't have the ability to put you out of this thing for God. Amen. Can you imagine what they did when they seen Paul walk back in that town. Back in, yeah. I don't want to get too personal. I've been too personal the whole time I've been here. I don't never tell personal stuff. It's too personal. Yeah. But there was an old boy. That's all I'll say about him. An old boy. An old boy. And, uh, you know, I live in a small town. And I was bound to run into that crowd eventually. Right. And I had to know, I had to know from God, what, how am I going to act when I see them? Right. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and the Lord helped me with it. He said, if you, he said, if you embrace your, 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 those that love you, what do you more than, than publicans and sinners? Right. Even the lost people know how to act like that. Right. And that word embrace, it means to, it means to, excuse me, it means to, to grasp, to hold on to. I said, well, I'll shake his hand if I see him. That's my, that was my plan. If I run into this man, I'm going to shake his hand. We was at the barber shop. Don't know why he was there. He's bald headed. <laughs> he might have had three hires, but I guess he, he, he got a discount anyway. I walked in. His eyes got big as saucers yeah. when he saw me. Didn't expect me to be in there. Right. Huh? Yeah. 
looked at me and literally before he did before he thought about it said out of his mouth what are you doing here i said well i still live here was i supposed to leave the town or just the church right right help me somebody right. huh? i'm a bit of a smart aleck Go ahead. it wasn't the church day so i was allowed yeah i said well i'm here to get a haircut what are you here for <laughs> that was a bald joke. Yeah, he didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That look on his face was almost like a healing salve in my body. Yeah. It let me know, hallelujah. Yeah. It let me know that he knows yeah. he can't hurt me. Yeah. Tell me somebody, hey. I ain't gonna lie to you, it hurt. Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a lie. Amen. I believe I'd rather somebody take a pine than to me. Help me somebody. Yeah, it does hurt. But oh, when you get back up, yeah. Right back at it. Yeah. Hallelujah. They said things about my wife. Oh, that's one thing, honey. You can talk about me. Talk about mama. I'm going to come at you like a hurricane. Right. Teeth and elbows. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And say, oh, oh, they said things about her. And, and I had a lady at Walmart come up to her one day and said, I, just, I don't even know you, but I know who you are. And I just want to tell you how proud I am to see you in here with your head held high. I thought, what in the world they expect? Her to be dressed in sackcloth? And right. ashes yeah. and pine around. Help me somebody. Yeah. And shop at the Dollar General instead of Walmart. Yeah. Help me somebody. Yeah. Oh, thank God that what that did for my wife is that let her know that other people are watching them. Yes, and although sir. they might have known what I was said and they know what happened, those words did not stop. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a testimony. It's a testimony of those that hurt you. They can't stop you. Thank God for that. Yes, sir. Paul was a survivor. Not only is it a testimony to those that hurt you, but number two, it's, a t- it's, it's teaching for those that help you. Look at verse number 22 again. Verse number 20. How did as the disciples stood round about him? Now, not everybody in that crowd hated him. Right. Some of them loved him. Right. And they were the disciples. And they were standing around watching him. And I, like I said before, you don't walk away from a stone. Right. They fully expected them to get up and quit. They fully expected him to lay there and die. And the Bible said he got up. He rose up, hallelujah. Yeah. Came into the city, thank God, and got right back there. Look, I'm going to look at verse 22. Three things in verse 22 that it did for those. Here's what the Bible said. They went, they went back to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom. They went back, they went back to work. And it was just, what it did for those disciples was it secured their foundation. Right. Look at verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples. Yes. Now these are baby Christians. Right. These are people that just got saved. Exactly they don't right. know anything about God or the things of God. But a but a stoning like that to happen to somebody like Paul is enough. Is enough. Listen, it might not have got Paul out, but it could have very well have got them out. If that's how it's going to be. If that's how. If that's how. If that's how the Christian life is going to be. I'm only telling you what I've heard people tell me. 
If this is all there is to the Christian life, I don't want nothing to do with it. All they get is problems. All they get is trouble. That's all they see. It's real easy to see the hand of the devil when you work when you're walking with God. It's real easy to see the hand of the devil, but it's hard to see the hand of God. Right. And this is what he said to them. He secured, he, he, he secured their foundation. So confirming the souls of the disciples. You know what that means? That means they got assurance of their salvation. Right. Because Paul walked back in there, got back in the pulpit, got yes, back to work for God. I mean, if you quit on God, quit. if you quit on God, there's no telling who you're going to let down. No man lives and dies to themselves. There's people that sit on the end of your pew that are depending on you. Hey, and yeah. you strengthen them. And yes, they strengthen you. And the Bible said, iron sharpeneth iron. And we need one another more now than we right. ever have before. Hey, and it helped them. It helped them with their salvation. Yes, sir. Knowing Paul's back and all right. Hey, man. Not only did it secure their foundation, but it strengthened their faith. Look at what it says in verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Mm. Tell me they weren't thinking about quitting. Yes, sir. Tell me there wasn't some pressure on them to quit on God. Oh, yes. I've never seen the like in my life today. The pressure that is on people to quit on God. Right. To quit, to quit, to quit attending service, to quit serving God. And there's never been an assault on the church like this, like that there is right now. There's never been this type of assault. Amen. Oh, but Paul walked back in there. Praise God. Walked back in, just seeing his face right. helped him. Yes. And the Bible said, in exhorting them, that's encouraging them right. to continue in the faith. I like this last one. It secured their foundation, it strengthened their faith. And lastly, and I'm done. Look at verse 22. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. It settled their future. Mm. Look at what it says now. We must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. When I read that, all anybody ever sees is tribulation. Yep. Yep. That's all we ever focus on in a verse like that. Did you see what else it said in that verse? When we're just talking about tribulation. It says we must enter into the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Hallelujah. hey, let let the storms happen. Right. Let the shipwrecks happen. Let the snake bites happen. Let the stonings come. That's not going to stop you from going to heaven. That's right. I mean, one of the, you do realize it's called the blessed hope for a reason. Yes, sir. That's what we have to look forward to. It's the blessed hope of the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior. And it don't matter what all we have to go through. Thank God we're going through. David said, yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Psalm right. 23. Right. He didn't say, yea, I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't say, yea, I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I might start in on this side, but I'll tell you what I do know. I'm coming out on the other side. Yeah, I'm going to walk through the same God that brought me to it. Yes. Me through it. I'm going to come out on the other side. Hallelujah. And our, our future is secure. Hey. I don't know what's going to happen in on Pennsylvania Avenue. And I really don't care. But I do know this. Hey. Our treasures are not down here. Hallelujah. Amen. But they're up yonder. Yeah. Where off the rest of corrupt yeah. hey. us We're not living for this world, but we're living for the one above. Honey, lift up your hands under the hills from which cometh our help. He's coming. And it won't be long. He's 
1 Timothy chapter 4. It said, verse number 18, talked about the rapture. The Lord himself shall ascend from heaven and shout, voice of the archangel. And he said, verse number 18, wherefore comfort one another yes. with these words. Yes, sir. The most comforting thing to me is knowing no matter how bad it's going to get. Yes, sir. No matter how, no matter how bad things get down here. Honey, we're, going, we're getting out of here one of these Amen. days. Amen. Thank Ain't the you Lord. glad of it? I know I am. Let's all stand. Thank I'm done. Father, thank you for your word tonight. I trust you. I trust preaching. Trust the Holy Ghost of God. Do what I cannot do. Say what I cannot say. Oh, Lord Jesus, I pray more than anything. Get glory. Get glory. I don't know what somebody might be going through tonight, Lord. I pray you'd help Lord Jesus, the storms and the shipwrecks and the situations of life, I pray, God, you do what you do. Help us tonight. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on.